Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop. We're talking today all about marketing. Yes, alcohol marketing is uh, the episode you've selected to listen to at the moment. This is not going to be a dry, stat-heavy episode. Like drinking demographics. Drinking demographics. Yes. Which, for those of you who listened, undoubtedly you went, I like stats, I'm going to listen to this episode because (laughs) what else could drinking demographics be about? Uh, It could be about who drinks what. Well, that's what it is, just in, in <laughs> just, number form. Just number form. In number form. All right, so before we get too off the rails, I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. So, alcohol marketing indeed. Uh, there's there's lots to talk about. Some hilarity, some high roll worthy stuff. Uh, lots of conspiracies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot uh, a lot to cover, and uh, obviously, this is the sort of thing where you, you're going to get some anecdotes from us about mm. marketing we've seen in the past, and you know, stories about times. I mean, there's oh look, let's let's be fair. Mo- a good half hour episodes are anecdotes. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. And we can't talk about marketing without immediately mentioning the girls wearing branded outfits. Mm, the Jaegerettes. Wondering about, yeah, the, the Jaegerettes of... You know, similar to what you see with uh, pushing Red Bull, but, you know, pushing Jaeger. Or I, I've seen the same thing pushing Midori. Mm, the, I think we've... Yeah, we've definitely mentioned this in the... Mm. Uh, Jägermeister episode, but yeah, there's uh, I've seen AGWA, Bacardi, Urquhart, uh, yeah, Red Bull. Red Bull's a big one. Yeah, Red um, Bull love doing that. They've got the freaking Red Bull car mm. that drives around looking like yeah. a can of Red Bull, and they, and they they sponsor a lot of stuff too, like a lot of sports, like action sports. Yeah, not, not so much uh, team sports, but definitely like there's a, a Red Bull Air Race. Which mm. is fantastic to watch. Yeah, well, and Red Bull sponsors the X Games as well, mm. and they sponsored that guy doing that uh, freaking parachute free jump from space. From space. What's his name? <laughs> um, Milo something, wasn't it? I don't know, but it was f- really intense. Yeah, from from space, and I mean, alcohol obviously sponsors a bunch of stuff as well, and that's a heavy mm. marketing tactic mm. that, that they use. Sponsorship and, uh, sponsorships. Sponsorships are huge, and an interesting thing about sponsorships, and we'll we'll come to this in more detail later, is that in in Australia at least, there is a code that sets out rules around marketing for alcoholic beverages, and that code does not include sponsorships, not covered by it. So they can sponsor whatever they want, and in the form of sponsoring a team or sponsoring an event or sponsoring an entire sport code if they want to, they mm. can be marketing to anybody. Yeah, which gets around a whole lot of regulations. Oh, yeah, it gets around a whole lot of regulations. Because uh, let's, let, let's get this out of the way now. Let's get the dryness of talking about the standards for alcohol marketing out of the way, because in, in Australia there are standards. I mean, in other countries as well, but... Well, that, there have to be. Otherwise, people would be marketing alcohol to people that can't legally drink it. Which yeah. is questionable at best. Yeah, and but yes, we know that people who can't legally drink alcohol drink alcohol. But the the laws are there so the 
companies must make a reasonable effort to not yeah. market to minors. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so the Australian Beverages Advertising Code, or the ABAC, has the Responsible Alcohol Marketing Code, or the RAMC, which sets out the standards. So the ABAC RAMC <laughs> is so so your alphabet soup. Yeah, is uh, designed to ensure that alcohol is marketed in a responsible manner, and uh, it states that marketing must not show or encourage heavy or rapid alcohol consumption, irresponsible or offensive behaviour related to alcohol consumption, or being in the presence of alcohol. Mm. And it also can't show people being challenged or dared to consume alcohol. Now, well, that's good. Yeah. Now, the, the code also states that marketing should not encourage choosing a particular alcoholic beverage based on emphasis of its strength or intoxicating effects, with the exception that strength can be mentioned if they're talking about how it has a lower alcohol strength than other drinks in its category. Right. Like with light beers light or, beer. or like with um, Asahi Sukai, where they talk about how it's got a lower alcohol than most other mid-strengths. Mm. Or the fact that it, it's a mid-strength. Yeah. Because mid-strength is lower than full strength. Yeah, exactly. Beer, we're talking about in this case. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the code goes into detail about marketing to uh, to young people as well, saying that uh, marketing must not be directed at or have a strong appeal to minors. And mm. it can't even depict a person who is or looks like a minor unless they are in an incidental role in a natural situation, like depicting a family or something that would thus have children in it, mm. and uh, where there is no implication that that minor will consume or serve alcohol. Hmm. And uh, apparently they also can't depict anyone who is under 25 years of age and appears to be an adult, which um, to to uh, our listeners overseas, out, by, by which, of course, I mean outside of Australia, <laughs> that wouldn't make a lot of sense. But in Queensland, they reserve the right and there is signage everywhere saying so that if you look under 25, you will be asked for ID when you buy alcohol. So this is why I don't get carded anymore. Yeah, because the, the law <laughs> says <I'm> <laughs> that they must card people who look like they're under that's, 25. That's everywhere. I've been to New South Wales and I grew up in the ACT and it's the same. If you, The sign's posted everywhere saying, if you look under 25, we're going to ask for ID. So, the, so naturally, the day when I turned 18, mm. I went and bought some alcohol and I didn't get carded. Yeah, I had the same experience when I said they did. I've been carded since, Yeah, but I wasn't carded then, and that's when you want to be carded. You want to be like, yes, I can legally buy this. Yeah. They, I reckon they can tell. Yeah, but see, that's that has to be advertising mm. that encourages you to, on your 18th, you want to go out and... And buy a drink. Buy a drink. Legally from a bottle shop. Yeah. Instead of, you know, getting your parents or your brother or a sister to buy it for you. Yeah, or a friend's older brother or whatever. How yeah. However you got around it when you were below legal drinking age. That said, of course, in in Queensland, it is legal to drink in a private premises under the age of 18, assuming there is an 18-year-old or older present. Really? I thought it was a for a legal guardian. A parental legal guardian had to be present. Oh, okay. It uh, it, it could be, but still, mm. it's 
it's legal. You can do it. It's not illegal to drink under that age. No, but people might be looking at you sideways if you're 16 and drunk. Yeah, oh yeah, that's... Yeah, it's, it's more like probably better to introduce kids to alcohol young with a sip of their father's beer or something mm. than they turn 18 and go out of the town and get smashed off, you know, two shots of whiskey or something. Yeah, that that's the thing. There's so much alcohol. Alcohol is pervasive. It's part of everyday life. Hell, there's podcasts about it, like this one. There's uh, Drunk History, where yeah. historians get drunk and talk about history. Yeah. Uh, there's Drunk Marketing, which I just discovered was a podcast about a couple of marketing e- experts that uh, talk about latest marketing trends and get drunk. There's alcohol in TV series, in movies, in... Uh, uh, yeah, it's adverts for it everywhere. You look at the uh, footy games, look at the stadiums, they're plastered with with adverts for alcohol. Mm, absolutely. Um, it's on buses, it's on billboards. It's, yeah, you can't get away from it. Yeah, and the, the marketing is uh, dense, to say the least, which I guess is where I'll, I'll use that as a segue to come back to the code mm. because we're not quite done with it yet because... Uh, it also talks about the way uh, that marketing is allowed to mention the effects of alcohol. It says that they have to be depicted responsibly without suggesting that drinking or being in the presence of alcohol can contribute to a change in mood or environment. So you can't say that you'll have more fun if you're drinking. Mm. But on the flip side... They also can't say that you're going to get aggressive while drunk. Yeah, exactly. It, um, the, Which is more likely the case. Yeah, the code does go into detail saying that yeah, they can't talk about uh, it, about the consumption or being in vicinity of alcohol contributing to any sort of personal, sexual, business, sporting or social success. And uh, it literally lists those out. Mm. That they can't talk about that. And um, when it to, if drinking is shown as part of a celebration in an ad, they can't suggest that the consumption of alcohol contributed to the success or achievement that is being celebrated. And uh, well, That should be self-explanatory. Yeah. Because alcohol doesn't make you win. Yeah, no, ge- generally no, and unless you threw a bottle at the other guy. In <laughs> which case, it didn't have to be alcohol, it could have been anything. Mm, could have been a bottle of Coke. Yeah. And, They're um, pretty lethal. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so uh, the the final, well, not final, final, but uh, second last thing is that alcohol cannot, advertising cannot suggest that consuming alcohol has any therapeutic benefits or is necessary to aid relaxation. Interesting. So I wonder yeah. how these things apply to movies and TV where they might talk about people getting drunk or... Uh, having a few drinks and getting mad and assaulting mm. a partner. Well, and uh, that's or a friend, uh, and that's that's the that's the trick. I think in in a movie or television, if it's in a TV program, it's not advertising. Right. It's it's not uh, from the company. In in the same way that the code doesn't apply to um, information that is uh, anti-abuse or misuse. That makes based sense. Materials too. and um, it doesn't apply to. Sp- to uh, sponsorship, as I said previously. Yep. 
and it also doesn't apply to point-of-sale marketing materials used by retailers. So while the alcohol companies can't put up like any posters or anything that breach the code at their local at your local bottle shop the bottle shop can put up whatever the hell they like to advertise the stuff that they're selling Mm. the code doesn't relate because it's them advertising their wares not the alcohol company marketing itself though i'm sure if they started showing advertising for miners they would get in a lot of trouble Oh, un- undoubtedly, but then I suppose one could argue that miners shouldn't be in a bottle shop. Fair, fair. Mm. It gets very, very convoluted in, in that sort of legality, but that's not yeah. part of this scope. That is way beyond our pay grade. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> definitely convoluted. It's it's convoluted enough when we look at the way that alcohol marketing has very heavily moved towards social media. Yeah. Because... Um, as as well, a friend, as a perfect example, was the the ad for the winter bathtub gin that we had in the, last episode. Yeah, you got hit with on Facebook because mm. they can target directly. There are algorithms that do that that mm. say this person has an interest in this thing. Mm. We're going to show them this ad. Yeah, and it wasn't even a, a video. It was just a image of the bottle and a bunch of text. Yeah, and. Uh, Apparently, major alcohol companies have actually set up partnerships with social media companies. Like uh, Heineken has a partnership with Google, Facebook, and Twitter. And that, spent... I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and they spent over a quarter of their marketing budget on digital marketing. Hmm. In fact, Diageo CEO has been quoted as stating that it's not about doing digital marketing. It's about effectively marketing in a digital world. Yeah. And that's that's what they're trying to do. But at the same time, what's happened is that as part of as part of their marketing deal with Google, their ads started popping up on YouTube. And then there was a massive uproar because uh, allegedly some 103 million miners got hit with Heineken ads. Wow. That's as, not good. As part of just watching videos on YouTube. But you know, your average person watching videos on YouTube is like watching anything with ads. You ignore the ad mm. and either click skip if it lets you or just go and do something else until the thing you actually want begins. So, yeah, it may have popped up to 103 miners, allegedly. 103 million or? 103 million, yeah. yeah. 100, 103 million miners. That's a lot of children. But that's globally. Mm. That's an awful lot of children mm. that shouldn't have been targeted with ads. Yeah, but then I suppose theoretically they weren't targeted. The videos they were watching were targeted, and mm. what videos were they watching and why? Yeah, that is true. And then, I suppose Google would have had to look at the demographics of the people that were watching those kind of videos. Yeah, and then were they watching YouTube on their own mobile device, through logged in through their own Google account, mm. or were they watching on a parent's device through their account? Yeah. Or on you know, a smart TV or something. Hmm. Well, because that, that, that would... would affect what they're going to see. Yeah. And the answer to that question would depend on how long ago it was that this happened. Yeah. Because if it was you know, 10, 15 years ago when YouTube was young, then no one had an account for YouTube back then. Yeah. Or very few people had an account for yeah. YouTube. So I, I believe it was quite recent, like uh, a year or two ago. Oh, shit. 
So then they got no excuse. Well, with the exception, of course, that there's still no telling whose account were they logged in with, were they logged in with any account at all. Yeah. Because if yeah, they're not true. logged in, then YouTube has no idea what demographic is watching. Mm. Well, and the amount of cookies that are on people's machines these days. Yeah, but exactly. If they're watching on their parents' machine yeah. and Google's working off their cookies, mm. yeah, there's there's no telling what marketing they chose. And of course, if Heineken had any ethics at all, the <laughs> ad would not have been targeted at miners. Yeah. And yet, 103 million miners saw it. Well, they saw it, but mm. if it wasn't targeted at them, is it really a problem? That's... Because, the, you know... The, those... answer, the answer to that is above our pay grade. <laughs> yeah, well, because ads, ads pop up during sporting events, and, mm. you know, uh, apparently most... Uh, the biggest sponsorship in Australia for alcohol is cricket, AFL, NRL, and motorsports. Mm. And I know a lot of them are watched by whole families. Yeah, and it all comes back to the alcohol marketing codes of practice. Mm. If there's a reasonable expectation that a minor wouldn't be watching this, then I'm sure they can market it. Or no, if it's on TV, it's a because it's it's, it's, it's a, a certain time of day, isn't it? After a certain time um, of day, they can market whatever they want. Not if it's a sporting event. No. That's if, an exception. If they're a, if they're sponsoring a sporting event, ah, even course. if they can't, even if they don't put ads on, their branding can be everywhere. Like yeah, because I'm forex. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that the Australian standards relating to advertising do say, well, relating to television advertising do say that during a certain time of day, mm. things marketing adult only products cannot be on television. Yeah, but yeah. sporting events don't count because they're a sponsor and. You know, the brand's on the bloody shirt of the team. Yeah. Or the brand slapped on the side of a car. Or, you know, it's... Very true. Very true. It's unavoidable, but it's technically not targeted at miners. Mm. Yeah. Well, can let's just... Let's talk about this article I found called The, the Deadly Persuasion, Seven Myths Alcohol Advertisers Want You to Believe. Because it's fantastic. So, the... the the biggest one is that drinking is a risk-free activity. Well, we all know that's bullshit, but they market mm. it as that. They imply that it's okay to consume large quantities of alcohol. Light beer was developed so, like, for that exact reason. Yeah, all these ads take place on yachts at sunset, not at kitchen tables in the mornings. Bottles are magically unopened even when drinks have been poured. All signs of trouble and any hint of it Addiction are conspicuously avoided. It's a whole mm. load of bullshit. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously they're things that you're not going to talk about. The, yeah. I mean, they, in, in Australia at least, the ads can't make it seem glamorous or like it's going to make you successful, mm. but they don't have to make it look bad either. No. Well, they're, they're going to make it look appealing because yeah. otherwise what's the point of trying to advertise? And of course, some of, some of the greatest ad campaigns in beer history have had nothing to do with beer at all. Mm. Like the um, the big ad, <laughs> a very big ad. Yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> barely even mentions beer. Grand scale commercial mm. with you know sheep and all sorts of things shot in New Zealand, I believe, and you know grandiose soundtrack. I I can't recall either, but it was a big ad, a really big ad, and that was what it kept mm. saying. 
Yeah, so at the time that it was on TV, like even though now we can't remember what it was an ad for, mm. at the time I was very much aware of what it was an ad for. It didn't prompt me to purchase it, but I remember the ad. Yeah, and that I suppose that's the whole point of having a really good ad. You remember it. Like uh, like Frank Walker from National Tiles. Yeah. Everyone knows who that is. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the Body Works ad. Mm. The one that was silent except for the explosion sound. Yes, well, and when you consider things like um, like the advertising for Johnny Walker, they barely mention Scotch. Mm. What they talk about is keep on walking. Mm. You know, it's, it's, they're talking about life and experience and something random and keep on walking. And then the Johnny Walker logo pops up. Yeah, they're, they're implying that the people that do this or have this lifestyle consume Johnny Walker. Yeah. And they're implying it in a subtle enough way that it doesn't breach the code. Mm. And there's there's a lot of really clever marketing like that because obviously Johnny Walker, due to having red label, which is relatively on the cheaper scale of decently drinkable whiskies, and yes, I only consider red label to be decently drinkable mixed with Coke. <laughs> It goes down, like, I wouldn't want to drink it straight. No. I have, but Ooh. I didn't want to. It's it's better with something. And, uh, with a um, garbage bin? And so at, at, <laughs> with bin juice? Yeah, so <laughs> un- undoubtedly they've, because of how, because of that, there'd, there'd be a, a lower-end demographic that has drunk it, and the Keep On Walking campaign would undoubtedly lift that demographic and make people look at them in a different light as a, mm. as a classier yeah. sort of a brand and lean people more towards the black label than the red label. Hmm. Well, speaking of Johnny Walker, that gives me another point on this article, uh, which is problem drinking behaviours are normal. So it, it says, uh, a shot of a sunset lit bridge captioned, at the end of the day, even a bridge seems to be heading home for red. It's... Actually advertising not just scotch, but daily drinking. Which is kind of questionable, when you ask me. Mm, though they do say that a glass of wine a day is good for you. Yeah, I well, mm. I did hear that too. But there was a study that came out recently that said that any benefits you get from drinking a glass of wine, red wine a day, is ruined by the effects of alcohol. And all the other bad stuff that's in the glass. So yes, it might be full of antioxidants, but it's actually overall worse for you than not having it at all. Well, it probably balances out. It doesn't. That's, no, I'm sure well, it does. That's, <laughs> that's that's what this article said. This uh, study. That's what this study said. Right. Admittedly, there have been studies that said that using a microwave would kill you through radiation. So. I think everything is to be taken with a grain of salt at some point. I mean, cancer has increased since the microwave came into existence. Yeah, but that could be a... I think that's probably just... Correlation uh, over causation. Yes, an improvement in the ability to actually diagnose it, rather than an increase in it actually occurring. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm just bullshitting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is a podcast. Yeah. So, uh, not... Point number three is you can't survive without drinking. So uh, an ad for Piper Champagne says it separates the exceptional from the merely ordinary, 
which implies that it's contrasting the supposedly alive and colourful world of the daily drinker with dull reality. So the if you if you watch the ad in its entirety, it displays a vibrant couple that that are, are rich in colours against a black and white mm. non-drinking crowd. So yeah, it, it implies that it the alcohol has restored them, brought them back to life, or implies that they're better than the others for for drinking this champagne. Yeah. The, no. This is a, a article based on US statistics and adver- adverts, yeah, so it probably doesn't I was, apply quite. I was going to say that it, it sounds like most of these yeah. wouldn't be able to be shown in no. in Australia. They couldn't, couldn't be used. That said, though, mm. if they're on YouTube, there's nothing to stop Australians from watching them. No, because YouTube is a US company. Yeah. Here we go. Al- number four, alcohol is a magic potion that can transform you. Yeah, right. that's that's against the code. Absolutely, yep. but but there is no such thing in America because the company is God in in the U.S. <laughs> well, and to our American listeners, if you'd like to disagree with us, please uh, please <laughs> send us an email saying so. If you'd like to agree with us, please uh, just nod quietly as you listen to this. <laughs> Alcohol advertisers often link alcohol with precisely the attributes that alcohol or the misuse of alcohol destroys, like happiness, wealth, prestige, maturity, uh, athletic ability. Like, they they market alcohol as linked with romance and sexual fulfillment, yet it's commonly known that alcohol leads to sexual dysfunction. Mm. Like... I'm I'm sure you've heard of whiskey dick. Yeah, so it's it's actually really interesting that pretty much everything that this article you're reading from is talking about American alcohol marketing doing yeah. is against the Australian marketing code of practice. Yeah. Which which is good in a way, but Australians are some of the biggest drinkers in the world. Oh yeah, it did which I guess is why we have such strict marketing codes. Mm. Because if we had the sort of marketing that America has I don't know, maybe... It probably wouldn't change anything, to to be honest. Or it'd be better because we would have thicker skins relative to alcohol. Like, I'm starting... I I get the feeling that because something is considered taboo, people drink more, people do it more. Yeah, there's not really a taboo around alcohol, though. I think it's more like the marketing here is really obscure. And mm. doesn't necessarily talk about alcohol at all. No, like, not so ad- much about drinking, but they they use it more about brand awareness. Yeah, which is the other half of marketing. Yeah, exactly. Though I mean, you do have things like those ads for Carlton Cold that had you know guys walking with surfboards and you know. Was it Carlton? Um, I thought it was like a Canadian. No, it was a, it was a canoe. Not not a surfboard. Dude had a canoe on his shoulder. I forget, oh. I forget the ad exactly, but I'm sure it was for Carlton. Then he had a canoe on his shoulder, and there was some really clever tagline that yep. escapes me at the moment. Mm. But, and I know there was a decent uh, ad a while back now for um, uh, for cider that used the song "Pub with No Beer," which is, is an Australian song and undoubtedly yeah. not known <laughs> elsewhere. But. Um, 
was you know a very clever song to put over you know it was well within the with well within the marketing code of showing a shot of people in a pub all absolutely aghast that there was no beer and then the guy pulls out ciders and everybody's happy <laughs> and the song a pub with no beer plays saying there's nothing so lonesome as a pub with no beer but then everyone's got cider and they're mm. fine it's fine they don't need beer mm. when everyone's got cider yeah. right and I'm guessing they got away with it because it's not suggesting that drinking made everyone happy. It's suggesting that the cider made everyone happy because they didn't have anything else to drink. <laughs> or they they were happy because they had a drink. Yeah. Or, sorry, they were unhappy because there wasn't because anything there to wasn't drink. anything to drink. And then there was, so they can say, well, it wasn't because of alcohol. It was because there was something to drink. Mm. Strongbow. That was enough for Strongbow. Strongbow. I think. There you go. Sports and alcohol go together. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's that's something that Australia and uh, America have in common. Yeah, with the sponsorships. Yeah, and and, def- and yes, with them very much going together. And I think motorsports in both countries has huge alcohol sponsorship deals. Mm. Like uh, Daytona has massive alcohol sponsorship deals for for races and races and raceways. Mm, for sure. Uh if the products were truly dangerous, the media would tell us that that's mm. definitely a lie because they, the media are reluctant to bite the hand that feeds them, according to this article, because they, in the US, they, alcohol companies spend two, around $2 billion on annually on advertising and promotion. So if I was getting that much money, I would probably not say bad things about this them either yeah and in fact in uh, in researching this episode i found a number of studies that had been done into uh, the potential harm of alcohol marketing the harm of alcohol marketing via sports sponsorship and you don't see any of this in the news because they're not going to talk about it Mm. absolutely like because if it's a big source of revenue saying bad things or saying things that would nev- negatively impact a impact that income would be a big no-no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they definitely need that revenue stream. Especially since TV's dying. And alcohol companies have multi-million dollar advertising budgets. Easily. Like hundreds of million dollars. Yeah. Considering how big they are. Oh, yeah. I mean, Diageo... Would well, admittedly, each subsidiary would do its own advertising, mm. but on a broad scale for all of their subsidiary companies, they must spend ludicrous amounts of money on advertising. Yeah, for sure. But when you're talking about a per beer or per bottle cost, like it's probably only about ten cents per bottle worth. Oh ad- yeah, it would work out really or five well cents for them or something. For, Poor thing. I mean, people wouldn't advertise if there was no benefit. Mm, definitely. So, uh, last one is that alcohol beverage companies promote moderate pr- promote moderation in drinking. So, apparently, a current Budweiser moderation campaign says, know when to say when, as opposed to know when to say no. So, it's a, it's a small difference, but it suggests that or suggests to young people that drinking beer is one way to t- to demonstrate their control, and it perpetuates the myth that alcoholics are simply people who don't know when to say when. Mm. Which it's 
it it means it means that it implies that they're irresponsibly engaging in willful mix- misconduct rather than people that are suffering from a disease that afflicts at least one in ten drinkers. Admittedly, there are different schools of thought around dealing with alcoholism, mm. and that potentially rather than taking the twelve-step, never touch another drop for the rest of your life approach moderation could in fact be the answer mm. but for some people who have addictive personalities moderation is not an option no they, they can't do anything in moderation it's either all or nothing which is which is not a bad thing like some people who are like that have are billionaires yeah because... they have huge success because yeah. they go all in yeah and they just you know and maybe they can have a bottle of champagne and they don't buy another one because they've had that one bottle and they went all in and they had the whole bottle but other people, they have one bottle and then another bottle and another bottle and, and so on and so forth. And advertising certainly shouldn't be suggesting that there's anything problematic. There isn't anything problematic. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that there isn't anything problematic about about that. That there's um, that they've just made a mistake. Mm. Which which is debatable yeah. in the best of circumstances. Because, yes, in, in the simplest way, it's easy to say, well, you could just say no. But... That's not what know. they're saying either. No, exactly. That's not what they're saying. They're saying, well, you could just... Because they're not saying that you shouldn't drink at all. They're saying that you should have a few and then stop. Mm. Or or choose when to drink, not yeah. when to not drink. Yeah. Which is very icky. But it, it makes sense, though, because they're trying to sell a product. Yeah. And they don't want you to choose not to have their product. They want you to choose when to have their product. Mm. People use alcohol as an escape. So if... What is alcoholism? It's mm. like two more than two drinks a night? Uh, I thought it was... Yeah, three or more, I, I believe, is the potentially... I'm sure there was a time when three or more was considered to be alcoholism but see there you go you're you're one glass of wine a night if that glass happens to be the size of a bottle really that novelty that one glass glass is probably well very clever and bought for a lot of people as a novelty gift not actually very sensible as far as sensible drinking goes looks good though giant wine glass yeah fits a whole bottle of wine I think it varies depending on what research you look at uh, no more than four standard drinks per day, and two for women. So four or more is what we're saying. According to this particular website, which is called Virtual Medical Center, so its uh, accuracy could be questionable. Mm. Don't, don't take our word on this. Do your own research, and if you feel that alcohol is a problem for you, it's okay to get help. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, that's why a lot of... In fact, I, th- I would say all the advertising I've seen in Australia recently for alcohol has somewhere on the ad, in fine print, drink responsibly. Mm. But what is what does that even mean? Like, no one defines drinking responsibly. It's up to you to work out that what that is for you. Mm, what that means, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And... It's- if you can responsibly have a six pack and you, you're not going anywhere, we're not saying that like over a night, like get home from work <laughs> and you know, between you know, when you get home at six and when you go to bed at 10 or whatever, that's still a lot of beer. Technically that's, 
two in the first hour, one every other hour over a space of five hours. Mm, that, yeah, I would call that a big night. Six beers. Yeah, I'm not saying every night. No. Yeah, on, a, on a Friday or something. I don't know. I mean, we're, we're not suggesting, and certainly advertising shouldn't be suggesting. No. That you make a habit of drinking a six-pack every night or every other night or once a week. No, I, I don't recommend that because, if nothing else, that will get it very expensive. Very expensive very quickly, yeah. Even the cheapest stuff will get expensive if you're doing it all the time. Mm, for sure. Um, I mean, I... Oh, that's another thing we need to talk about. Craft beer. Oh, yes, craft that, beer. That's 90% marketing. Mm. Because the only like James Squire is n- sort of considered to be a craft beer, but it isn't anymore. And it's got some really clever marketing. Mm. It's marketing itself as a craft beer, but it's really a mainstream. Yeah, at this point. it's not a craft beer anymore. But they've got all those uh, ads with people walking through crowded rooms and looking for the perfect something. Mm. And then he finds a James Squire's beer. I think that's James Squire. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's James Bogues. James Bogues. It's, it's another James, but it's Tasmania. But it's Bogues, not not Squire. But yeah, D- different state. Yes, different different state. Same sort of thing. Yeah, but I I haven't been exposed to a lot of advertising recently because I have an ad blocker on, and ah. I I tune out most of the mm. time. And I'll I'll admit that I do most of my viewing on uh, streaming services, mm. you know, Netflix, Stan, and the like, and so I don't see a lot of ads. Yeah, uh, often I see ads on YouTube because there's some YouTube things that I regularly watch. Well, the ad blocker I have blocks YouTube ads. Oh right. So I I don't get them when I'm on my computer. But mm. if I watch them on my phone, then I'll get YouTube ads. Yeah, see, because I, I watch most of my YouTube on my uh, on my smart TV. Right. So it, um, I get the ads. It doesn't. It doesn't block the ads. It doesn't bother me that much because you can skip half of them. I used to be able to skip them all, but now it's like half, maybe. Yeah. Of course, some of them put advertising in the middle of the bloody video. Oh, that annoys the hell out which, of me. And like, it's part of the video, mm. and it's. You can't do anything about it. You just have to wait. Mm. I mean, it's thanks to that that I've learned about things in the the US that I can't buy here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like Blue Apron, which is... Oh, yeah. 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 It sounds fantastic, but I can't have it. There's uh, companies in Australia that do the same thing, but I'll tell you off air. Because we're not advertising for those companies, because they yeah. don't sponsor us. If you if you do run one of these comp- companies and would like to sponsor us, let us know. Uh, you'll hear our email address in a few seconds because I haven't gotten any anything else. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm pretty happy to wrap it up there as well. So yeah. um, for those of you who were playing along at home, you've noticed that uh, this was episode fifty one. Episode fifty one. That means that our next episode is fifty two. That is the one year mark, ladies and gentlemen. One whole year. So we made that, it. We yep. made it, guys. So the next episode will be our one year special. It, I still don't know what we're doing yeah, for this it, one yet. It will not be a clip show. <laughs> we we guarantee you it will not be a clip show. It will not be a mix of clips from previous episodes. No, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what it will be is us shooting the breeze, talking about 
to episodes past. Yeah, talking and, about our experience and how it's evolved over the last twelve months. Yeah, so if um, if the banter is the thing you really enjoy about uh, about our podcast, please, tune in. Please tune and in. And if if you want some behind the scenes stuff, because we'll talk about that as well to some extent, listen in for that. And uh, if you just want to hear what we talk about and something about what we're drinking, because we'll be drinking something during that episode. We're always drinking something. Right mm. now we're drinking James Squire's The Chancer. Yeah. Which is a lovely golden ale. It's awesome. It's it's probably my favorite beer because it's got the best uh, best ratio of flavor to cost. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Mm. It's a pretty good, pretty good flavor yeah. to cost ratio. Because you get some really fantastic ones that are like ninety to a hundred dollars per case, which is a little too much. Mm, it's very nice, but you don't want to drink it often. No. So here go the plugs. Yeah, here's the plugs. So um, obviously you can email us. Yeah, send us an email to a good drop at gmail dot com. Uh, we're on Facebook, a good drop all about alcohol. Yeah, um, we're on YouTube. Also a good drop all about alcohol. There's not a lot there at the moment, but keep checking back because that could change at any point. Hmm. Might add a few uh, videos here and there. Uh, you can also find us the same using the same phrase on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Uh, we've got a good old-fashioned website, a gooddrop.com.au, and... I think that's it. Well, we're on Podbean. Let's, let's oh, not yep. forget Podbean. about Podbean. Don't Bean. forget Podbean. Yep. That's... And, uh, of course, word of mouth is one of the best ways that we get new listeners. Mm. So if you've enjoyed listening to any of our episodes that you've that you've heard, tell your friends about us. Yeah. Suggest that they listen to us too. Share the news. Spread the love. Yeah. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.